Welcome to Not Quite Scottish Imports! Welcome to Not Quite Scottish Imports. Hey! It's just me and Brad today. No Claire. Claire is apparently having a coughing fit. <laughs> That, that, uh, which is great that she doesn't want to record when she has a coughing fit because that's worse. So. Yes, indeed, indeed. <laughs> so Claire, it's time to edit. So that's yeah, it's gonna be exciting. Um, I I did, however, sometimes Claire will get out of watching the episode when she doesn't <laughs> record, and I made her watch the episode today. Mm-hmm. You can't not watch the second part of a two-part episode. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so, so if about. I remember, I'll bring up some of her stuff that she said. Yeah. But uh, heads up, guys, I, I probably won't remember. Just, just putting it out there. Um, but that's fine. You'll get Brad and I and our takes on the episode. The episode this week is Unholy Alliance Part Two. Ooh. Brad, we've got to do, we've got to do a sixty-second summary. I know you said you kept. Claire's yeah. name on there. I'm gonna take but... mine. Why take it off? What's the point? Alright. <clears throat> Alexa, open 60 second summary. Okay, let me pick. Claire. You no, motherfucker! No, no. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> okay, this is a fucking crime. <laughs> this is a fucking crime. Oh my god. So that was the role for next week. Um... <laughs> But this week, this week, Alexa, open 60 second summary. Okay, let me pick Tammy. <laughs> okay, that's that's more in line with our normal, normal Alexa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Tammy. I'm still thinking that about how they had Claire on there. Are you fucking kidding me, Alexa? I, mean, I can't. Let's. I've unplugged her. Um, I, I need <sighs> to hear no more. Um. But I do thank you, Alexa, for not picking me. <laughs> Dodged a bullet twice. Um, <laughs> Tammy, please take a moment, collect your thoughts. Think about what happened in this episode. Uh, what were pe- what pe- what were people doing? What were they wearing? What amazing new friends did we meet? Um, <laughs> like, are are Joe and Duncan back together? <laughs> like, whatever you discussed this episode in as much detail as possible, without going over one minute or ridiculously under, because then you would be a weird boat neighbor chump. <laughs> oh, and you will be going in three, two, one, go. Oh my goodness. So this episode, um, I thought it was really solid for a part two because sometimes part twos are like even less filler, more filler than the first part. But this is good. Um, we got Duncan. We're in Paris again, friends. Because second part of the season. Um, you know, we meet Maurice. I do not know what to say about him, but we're going to, I'm sure, talk about it. And we've got Horton, who Joe killed but didn't. So I've got questions, thoughts, theories, all the above. Um, and I'm pretty sure Charlie is sad that he's not going to be making out with Duncan. And uh, instead, Renee is making out with Duncan, which was awkward. That was the first time that I was like, hey, these kisses are awkward with this actress. Um, yeah, I think. Oh, and uh, what's his face? Xavier died. And we've got like a real extra scene with the quickening. So that's what happens this episode. One minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's, there's like 
too much that I was like, I can't fit all this in a minute. I've just got to do some highlights because there's yeah. a lot. Yeah, this, I, I think that for a two-parter, both were pretty solid standalone episodes. And I think like if you watch, t- you know, like basing it on today's TV standards, it would have just been two episodes of television. And I think it was only a two-parter because back in the day, they just didn't they didn't have continuity like they do now. So I think they just were like, oh, well, this same character's in two episodes, so we're just going to make this a two-parter. Because <sighs> um, I I was, like, very impressed with how solid this ep no, was. Because I really was thinking, like, oof, this is going to be... The first The first episode was good, so this must mean this one's going to be terrible. So much happened. Like, I, it was, like, halfway through, and yeah. I was like, wow, this we're, like, only halfway through. There's so much. Yeah. Which is what I felt like with part one. So, you know, I, to have two episodes like that is pretty intense. Um, all right, some fun facts for you. Um, let's see. They've got uh, David Abramowitz was... Uh, they they really liked having Xavier there. I mean, as a bad guy. And I do, too. I'm, I'm actually really sad he's dead, to be honest. Um, uh, and they said that that was a really good segue for them to take the filming from Vancouver to Paris because it would make sense that Duncan would follow Xavier wherever he goes at this point, like to take down him and Hort, he and him and Horton. So that's why they ended up doing that. And then, um, let's see, um, oh, they, he also talked about how we brought in a couple of French characters and we brought in wine-loving, fun-loving Maurice, uh, which we took we took a lot of heat from from the French, mostly because they weren't so crazy about having a wine-loving, fun-loving character. And I guess they thought the character um, that we brought in to play Maurice would have a lot more philosophical and intellectual questions to ask rather than things like, I wonder what we're doing for dinner tonight. <laughs> so the French, not so happy with the character of Maurice. Uh, I mean, he's, he's not a great... Uh, um... no, he's like the tropiest trope. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's... But he's great, though. Oh, yeah. No, he's, I love him. He's it's, the fucking best. But I can see why... Yeah. Um, he's not the, really the, imbr- the ambassador that you want. Yeah, and also, again, like, one of their main production companies is this company, is this French company, and it's like, I can't imagine them being excited about that's the, the character we're bringing on board. Yeah. Um. All right, Bill Panzer. This one, I'm going to read his whole thing because I found it very interesting. Shooting in Paris, um, being as difficult as it is, when you throw in some bad weather and some bad luck, it gets a little hairy. During these rains that were flooding the river, we're trying to shoot a scene. We can't shoot it because it's raining and we're not allowed to go where we need to go. So we just kind of moved a couple of streets away and start to shoot. We're doing the shootout in this scene and somehow crowd control got out of control. And there's our guys running around shooting, you know, shooting caps and making a lot of noise and falling down dead. And there was like civilians wandering around the shot. We don't have the right permit. The police come, the production manager goes to jail so the pluses of pairs are fabulous but every once in a while they're french we weren't asked back <laughs> Whoa. so that was the uh <laughs> scene 
I believe the scene they're talking about is the scene where uh, Renee and Duncan are at the... They're having lunch, and then that's the shootout. So, um, but I just... I was like, shit, the production manager even got arrested. Manzers. But I'm just thinking, like, you're out having a lunch, and all of a sudden people just start fake shooting and pretending they're dead. What a wild lunch that would be. So um, that's from the transcripts. I did want to read one thought from uh, Dust. Uh, yeah, Dusty. Dusty. Uh, pretty much like this episode. Um, sad to see Xavier go. Uh, but he says, "So what? What do I think about Horton surviving? I'm a little bit over the evil Watchers plotline. I feel like it either needs to massively escalate or it needs to go away. One rogue, middle-aged mortal Watcher." <laughs> As a Thorn and Duncan side, it's just not as fun to watch as one thousand year old immortal Thorn and Duncan side. So do you do you feel that way, Brett? Because like I was a little like when Horton ended up being alive at the end of the episode. I, I, like <laughs> I also how <laughs> yeah. I, listen, I the only way I can go with this, like, I need them to do something very different. I need him to, like, instead of, like, you know, maybe if he, they switch it around and he's now coming after Joe for fucking him over, if yeah. that's what happened, which I got questions. Exactly. Um, Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Like, if, if he, like, I would like that if it's just vengeance against Joe. Like, then at least you're doing something different. And we're, But this whole, like, group of, of watchers that are hunting immortals is, they've done it. They've done it a few times now. And neither needs to evolve or, you know. Yeah, yeah, I agreed completely with Dusty as well. I was just like, yeah, it does. It either, because when, I mean, first of all, let's be clear. Horton at the end looked like, a little evil gnome in the woods, mm. like at, which was hilarious to me. Yeah, I did think it was good, funny. Like he's not a great villain character. No, and, but I just am like, are we supposed to think he also can like heal somehow, or did Joe turn on Duncan yet again, and he knows Horton's alive, and this immortal. was all fakey, or if he's an immortal? But how would he not? How would he be an immortal, and then uh, Duncan not feel the buzz? I well, I mean, because they they fuck around with that shit. Like if somebody's yeah. not immortal yet, like if he didn't actually, you know, oh, die there's a time until... in this episode where I was like, there's no way, yeah. there's no way they'd feel each other. That is way way too far apart. But they also, are way too yeah, far but apart. also they've done that thing where like they could tell that he could tell that Richie was an immortal before, but yeah, seemingly <laughs> other people didn't. I don't know. It's like, but also like Xavier shouldn't have got his hand back. Like, yeah, the rules are sketch. Yeah, yeah. I, I just, I just, I mean, because, because, and this is what I go back to, because in the last episode, and I brought it up then too, there is a line that Horton ha- has that's something like, you can't kill me. And I was like, what? That doesn't even make any sense. Mm-hmm. Like him not murdering him on holy ground, which is also bullshit, but him not murdering him on holy ground, fine. But that's not what the line was, nor I don't think that's what he meant. And then for him to show back up now, I'm just like, I don't, I mean, I'm with you. I'm like, is he a different kind of immortal? Like, I, I, I really am so confused. And other than it just being funny because he looked like a little gnome standing there with his little coat mm-hmm. <laughs> in the woods, I was like not happy. Yeah. And also, it, and again, after last episode, it just brings like into question if Joe really killed him or or thinks he killed him or not. 
and I'm I felt okay with the fact that like Joe had killed you know or supposedly Joe had killed him and I was like fine I guess him and Duncan can be friends again right all is all is forgiven but with this ending I'm like well what the fuck like <laughs> does Joe know this I I was not I was not happy with the very end. I wasn't like, it didn't ruin the episode for me or anything like that, but I just was like, "Mm, I don't know what you're trying to do, show. I mean, like, it really just needed the, uh, um, um, what is it? The, the surprised art. Ah, fuck. I don't even know. Forget it. (laughs) Okay. Um, some of the other stuff is like some of the cut scenes. They're in that, uh, scene where there was the shootout. Um, what was originally in the script is the camera pans uh the small crowd of people approaching like all these people approaching after the shootout in the back of the crowd almost hidden from view the camera finds a cane and moves up the cane to find joe dawson watching so he (laughs) he was doing his job of watching the entire thing um so that would have been before we knew that joe was in paris that would have originally been when we found out he but duncan would not happen at that point um i'm trying to see if there was anything else there are some you know little flirty lines with Renee and Duncan, but who cares? I, I'm not... I wasn't interested in, in him making out with her. I think that was just so she would not... Well, I just think they're trying to him. make a, um, a love triangle with Joe. Because, <laughs> like, I mean... I thought that was with, with Charlie. I was like, Charlie sounds real thirsty on the phone to Duncan. <laughs> what do you mean you're not coming back yet? Oh, boy. Charlie, calm down. <laughs> It's it's Joe forever. Joe and Duncan, yeah. come on. That's they apparently follow each other around. So yeah. <laughs> clearly, they, they share a feeling. <laughs> All right. So that's what I've got for fun facts. Uh, Brad, what was happening when this episode aired? Guys, so many things are happening. Oh my for god! Real though, for real though, <laughs> it's February twenty eighth, nineteen ninety four. Um, I mean, holidays. A lot of dumb Catholic shit as usual. Like they really got too many saints. It's ridiculous. Like we got we got saints Silvana, Saint Finus, Oswald, Romanus, Blessed Antonia, Florence. Like too many, too many. Like the whole religion, we gotta just flush it. It's dumb. Yeah. It's very dumb. But also, we've got the um, Branch Davidian compound getting raided at Waco. Whoa! On the Whoa. S- like and like I this is okay. This is a real Alex. This is a formative day in the life of Alex Jones uh, <laughs> because not only do we have that happening, the Brady Law imposing a wait period to buy a handgun goes into effect. Oh my gosh! And also, um, a lone terrorist kills, attacks, and kills fourteen Jewish students um, on the Brooklyn Bridge, in New York. Oh my god! Like that's just like. It's the most right-wing, like, lunatic day ever. Like, this is a day in history that is the reason all this other stupid shit is still happening. That's insane. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, wait, yeah. what day is that again? Is it coming up? I, we gotta watch out for that day. Ugh, February 28th. <laughs> oh, God, it's the last day of February. Okay. Yeah, so uh, oh, beware. Oh, no, yeah, no, Oh, and it's real. a Monday again. Oh, great. Oh, God. Damn, damn. The guys, everybody, watch out for that Monday. Watch out that's pretty wild actually <laughs> yeah yeah um also uh we got some song top song in the u.s celine dion the power of love forever sure, sure. Um, but in the uk mariah carey without you oh wow 
Oh. So, hmm. uh, can I can I point out the um, the number two song in the UK is Dupe no. D O O P with the song Dupe D O O P. No, no. Claire, what is Dupe? <laughs> what are we? What are you guys talking about over there? What the fuck, Dupe? <laughs> like that's not a song. It's not even a word. That's nothing. That's nothing. It's nonsense. That's. I don't like it. Um. Of course. Uh. Very importantly. Uh. We we gotta see what was what was going on. <laughs> Uh, what was going on at the box office? Um, still Ace Ventures at the top. Ugh. On Deadly Ground a second. Uh, new number three, Sugar Hell. Uh, then Blank Check, Blue Chips, Reality Bites. Uh, then new Eight Seconds. Hmm. Um, it's got Luke Perry in it. Oh. Lane weird. Frost I... is a cowboy who rises to become nope, a professional bull riding championship yeah, in no, the eighties. Along the way he endures some bad injuries and the ups and downs of married life. God, that movie sounds just boring as fuck. Yeah. No, it sounds terrible. Yeah. Hard pass. Um, then Schindler's List, Miss Doubtfire, My Father the Hero, Romeo is bleeding, so All same right. old, same old. Um also TV. Uh we got Fox Night at the Movies, Rise and Walk, the Dennis Bird story. I don't You don't okay. you don't know Rise and Walk the Dennis Bird story? Everyone's 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 favorite. Everyone's favorite. They love it. I'm trying to Google it and I'm not having luck <laughs> right at the moment. Huh. Ah, okay, it's oh the true story of Dennis Bird, his football career, his terrible accident, and his miraculous recovery and re- rehabilitation. Yikes. Will I walk again? Dennis asked. We don't know, the doctors replied. But Dennis believed in a power greater than the doctors. Just the worst. That's the tagline, by the way. There's dialogue in your tagline, movie. Get out of here. <laughs> uh, on ABC, uh, that was on Fox. On ABC, we got uh, uh, Heaven and Hell, North and South, Book 3, Part 2. Never watched those. Which one was that? That's it's uh, North and South is a con- yeah. c- civil war. No, I don't. Yeah, <laughs> civil war mini c- set of mini series movies. I guess. I guess. I never. I never. Wa- I, listen, when you grow up in Tennessee, you get enough of the civil war that you really don't need any more. <laughs> Because there was a lot. I've been to Shiloh more times than any human should ever visit Shiloh National Battlefield Park. Very boring for a child. No. I. You know, we went to... On vacation, we went to D.C. We did a lot of museums. That was nice. But there was just so much war shit there. It was actually very depressing to mm-hmm. be in D.C. And I, like, never have a need to ever go back ever again. Yeah. <laughs> because it was the most depressing uh, vacation <laughs> Uh, it's like I don't, I don't like to be depressed when I'm on vacay. Um, when I went, to and, I, and I don't need to see war shit. So when I went to Washington D.C., I saw Cat Stevens. <laughs> well, that's a delight. Yeah. See, that's delight. I mean, we went to the uh, spy museum. That was fun. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> I, 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 I was. That was because I went to that that really dumb um, um, John Stewart um, uh, rally for whatever bullshit and reason thing. Mm. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. It was a fun little track, but like. Like, I mean, it was pointless and weird, but, you know, I got to see Cat Stevens, which, you know, there's a yeah, life no, I, that's, I liked. Yeah, I was going to say, that's, that's a delight. Yeah. That's fun. Well worth yeah. it for that. Um, um, also, uh, what else is on? Um, you know, uh, Evening Shade, Dave's World, Murphy Brown, Love and War, Northern Exposure, Same Old, Same Old, Fresh Prince, uh, Blossom, 
all reruns. Um, okay. So that's what's going on. Nice. 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 All right. Well, thank you, Brad. Are you ready to dip into this up? Yes. Okay. Well, first of all, we just got to say there's like 20 minutes of previously on. Man, they didn't, they didn't expect you to remember anything at this point in time. <laughs> I'm like trying to get to where this episode starts. I know. I'm like, yeah, it's like four, like four minutes, minutes yeah. and 17 seconds. Jeez. <laughs> Guys. That is wild. <laughs> so uh, skip to about four minutes. You're good. You don't need to know the previously on because guess what? You probably watched it because why are you watching a part two if you haven't watched part one? Weird. <laughs> You're weird. <laughs> Um, all right, so we start, we're in the hospital, and uh, we've got uh, Duncan, he's been visiting with Charlie, and he walks out, and like, fucking Renee is like, right there. <laughs> Just waiting for him. One twelfth of the episode, by the way, one twelfth of the episode is previously on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so she is like, all up in Duncan's business, like, you know, what's going on? Um, I didn't look. I would think she's not coming back, right? I did not look either. Um, look at us. We're so good. <laughs> didn't even... Also, I was like, I figured someone else would have looked. <laughs> I feel like I looked uh, last week and I've already forgotten because yeah. I was much more interested in how long we had Maurice. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Which... I'd like to know that when we get to oh, Maurice. You... I, uh, I think we'll all be very happy with how much we yeah. get of Maurice. Nice. I'm excited. Um. Yeah. I. So, okay. So I have some conflicting notes on Renee in this episode. Oh, we're not going to see uh, Renee again for a long time. Okay, well, I'm good with that. We will see her my, one more. My notes originally were like, I really like how forward she is, like, sexually for, like, a 90s show. I'm like, good on her. Like, she's just going for it. And I like it. But then, somewhere in the middle, I was like, okay, now she just looks desperate. <laughs> Well, I'm just confused. I'm more confused than anything because, like, yeah, she's very forward and, like, but at the end she's like, do you not like me? And I'm like, wait, what are, what's, what? Yeah. Like, he already, well, you guys were about to kiss, whatever. Yeah, I'm not sure. So she goes over his place and they have some awkward conversation. Oh my goodness. Because she brings up like, ooh, who's this beautiful woman? Is this your girlfriend? As It's like, God, I hope not he invited you to his apartment. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, and Duncan just says, was, she's dead. It's like, oh, <laughs> that's awkward. <laughs> and then you find out about her ex-husband who also died. Uh, weird. Just weird. Just weird. You know what else is weird? That top under that red <laughs> Yeah. Also, Duncan's, like, wine glasses. Oh, oh let me see. Oh, They're very oh bad. yeah. Don't like Everything. it. Everything. I also don't like Duncan's shirt that it's... He, he wears these shirts that's, like, cut way too low. Yeah, and it's long-sleeved as well. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, what? what's the use case of this shirt? I, yeah. But hers is, like, the most 90s top I've ever seen. But also, I'm just like, you were working. This was underneath your work jacket. Is this the daytime to evening look? Like, I don't... What is happening with this outfit? Why? This looks like you're going to a goth club afterward. Yeah. <laughs> Um, which in the 90s, I appreciated. Now looking back, I'm like, that's terrible. We shouldn't have worn any of that. <laughs> um, so we find out that uh, Duncan and, and Renee are like 
fishing for for answers on different things and they're both just like oh you're you're fishing for answers oh so are you it's like okay all right fine meanwhile like she's sitting on the floor yeah yeah (laughs) his couch is so low though because it practically looks like they're just sitting next to each other but she's on the floor and he's on the couch but it's so (laughs) it's very weird um they do this thing, which I was like, the timing of this is also just crazy. So she says, um, why haven't you kissed me yet? Which is when I, I think in my notes, I was like, oh, I like how forward she is. I like this. Um, and then he says, guess I ought to then. And they just take forever to like go toward each other. They're like waiting for that. You know, obviously as, as actors, they're waiting because they're supposed to be interrupted by this buzzer. <laughs> But it seems like whoever was in charge of making that sound was also just waiting and hanging out. I don't know. Uh, you know, I think I think Duncan was like, oh, I I, I just I, I still have feelings for Joe. I mean, I know we just broke up, but like, <laughs> I just don't know. And then Joe knew. Joe could sense it. Yeah, he could. Uh, it was interesting to me that after that threat at the end of last episode, he just shows up to the dojo. Yeah. Because that was a straight up threat. <laughs> like, yeah. Um. So, yeah, he shows up. He's uh, saying, hey, if you want to know where Horton is and where your immortal friend is, here you go. Um. And Duncan rightfully asks, like, why should I even believe you? <laughs> And Duncan says, well, I don't care if you believe me or not. It's the truth, which never means anything, guys. That never means anything. (laughs) It's used a lot, I think, in various ways in TV and movies. And I'm always like, that means fucking nothing. Like, why? what what is the point of even saying that? Uh, Can can I just need to read Joe's line? Because it's very important. Sure. Uh, Maybe we weren't friends, but we did trust (laughs) one another once based on nothing more than a feeling. Yep. (laughs) I just hope you can trust me now. <laughs> and then he hands him a slip of paper. That oh, says, what a feeling! Do you love dancing me? on the thing. Yeah, <laughs> so yes check or no. yes or no. <laughs> um, and I was like, <laughs> Joe just cock blocking left and right. <laughs> so he goes. Uh, Duncan goes back up to where uh, Renee is, and she's like, uh, "Yeah, she's." Her line is, "I know when the horses have bolted." <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um, and they have this thing where I'm just like, what? What one of the fifty ways out in inside into uh, yeah. and out of this place did Duncan leave through? <laughs> Seriously, because she turns around because he pretends like she's going to be able to go with him, and um, and when she turns around to grab her stuff, she turns back around and he's gone already. And I'm like, come on, how did he do that? Yeah. Also, like, I mean, I know this is a TV show, but like, clearly, like. He clearly didn't go out the elevator. Yeah. Like he, he must have gone out the door. If you just go out that door, you're going to like be able to catch up with him if that's your goal. Yeah, and I think, like, let me go back and see real quick, because I think there's some cut things right here. Um, uh, yeah, it says on the exterior shot of the dojo, this would have been at nighttime. It says McLeod gets in and pulls away. He, it's McLeod's car. So he gets in, he pulls away into the night. A beat later, Renee slips from the dojo. She sees his car going. She quickly gets... So she would have, technically, in the cutscene, she would have seen him, but he already would have driven away. So he was, like, so far ahead of her, which I'm just like, how? How is she that... How is he that far ahead of her? I'm 
<laughs> I'm gonna see him running, running away. Yeah. I think Duncan is also made of, of magic, not just an immortal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um... All right, so now we've got... Oh, so so this is where they're at, by the way, in Sea Cooper. This is... They're, they're staying at a waterfront dock, dock. So this is also interesting. This is where I was like, come on. They are so far away from each other. How do... How does Xavier and Duncan feel the buzz from each other? They're so far away. I, I, so stupid. What, can we talk for five hours about Xavier and his caviar? <laughs> this fool is just like eating caviar by the spoonful like all the time. Who's paying for this? I guess he just has all of his funds that he's like yeah immortal uh, money like yeah yeah because he's he's purposely stolen a lot already yeah. as well um, but like just but, like having like like he's just walking around with like these tins of caviar oh, yeah, in his pockets yeah. at all times <laughs> which just- is crazy I don't know how caviar works I'm not that fancy but I'm like I feel like that like should that be sitting out just everywhere no, and in your pocket that, that sounds it gross it shouldn't be in your pocket like it should <laughs> I, I, I don't I don't know about caviar just eating with a spoon I feel like usually want a cracker or something with that I don't I don't I don't know like and I like that he just drops it on top of Horton's like laptop thing. Oh, that 94 <laughs> laptop by the way yes it's Oof. great like, I mean, how's that thing not plugged in? He's only got, like, 12 minutes of battery life on that 80-pound <laughs> monstrosity. Yeah. And I like that Xavier is just, like, so touchy-feely and Horton is, like, not about it. Because he doesn't fucking like Xavier anyway. Right? And and they don't like each other, but Xavier doesn't care. Um, I like that there is, like, a, a line reveal where Xavier's like, Yeah, no, I already know Horton's trying to use me. I'm also using him. Like, what do you think? I'm gonna, like, let this guy live? Whatever. No. <laughs> and I like that because it did make... Xavier seem a little weak sauce last episode where they just made it seem like Horton is pulling the strings. Um, so this kind of brought a little balance back, I think. Uh, Horton running every time Duncan comes around <laughs> is my favorite thing. It's so good. Like, hey, do you remember like last week when you like 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 locked him in like a crypt for a minute? Yeah. Like yeah. now you're just like running away all the time. <laughs> like sorry, I'm just watching him. The handle! The handle on his laptop! Sorry. (laughs) Everything about this is just amazing. (laughs) But yeah, he just grabs his things. Gotta go. (laughs) Yeah, and he was plugged into nothing. Plugged into nothing. Um... Oh, the handle is a goodie. <laughs> oh, I thought he put it in a briefcase, but the laptop was the briefcase. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, so good. Uh, I think Fisher Price made that laptop. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're going to have a, a little fighting session here with Xavier and Duncan. Love it. Love it. It's so good. My favorite thing fucking ever. <laughs> where Duncan jumps on that big hook thing. Oh, that's great. <laughs> I was like, what? Because it's so slow. Uh, it just kind of, like, he just kind of hangs there for a while. Yeah. I was like, what is the purpose? I mean, it's all because they were like, oh, let's use this hook thing. Adrian, do you, you want to get up here? It's like, yeah, sure. <laughs> 
That's um, great. Because there's no other real reason. I mean, he no. could have done a flippy off of the stairs, really. <laughs> um, I really think Roland Giff is good at his sword fighting for just being like a singer-actor guy. Yeah. I really love these two. And that's the only reason that I'm like sad at the end when he, uh, when Duncan beheads him. Because I'm like, oh, we're not going to get him anymore. And I would love if he just like came back once a season. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Horton flies in with a helicopter. Yeah. Which was wild. This helicopter, I feel, is doing some real wild helicopter maneuvers, too. Yeah. Yeah, that guy's not good. Like, but I don't know if he's lo- not good or if he's really good. I don't know. I just feel like, well, it's probably another watcher that's p- flying a helicopter and they're terrible at everything. Mm, that's true. Um, but it's pretty crazy. And he's just there to shoot enough so Xavier can run over and leave. I mean, God, like, Horton's such a coward. Like, guys, you're there with a gun, like, and a helicopter. Like, can you guys not take out one person? I know it's Duncan and he's a good fighter, but, like, still, like... Yeah. Well, it's crazy that Horton is such a coward, but he's the one that killed Darius, who was the biggest coward of them all. Yeah, well, it takes one to kill one, I guess. Two just Uh, weepy little cowards. Yeah. Um, Also, Duncan changed his clothes between leaving his apartment and fighting in the sea. (laughs) He's got a... a, What's it called? He's got a turtleneck on, which he definitely did not have a turtleneck on in the last scene. It's a fighting turtleneck. So, like, did he have that in his car and he's like, I'm going to change on my way over? Like, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Well, you know, listen, he he saw Joe and it just, like, got all hot and sweaty and it was like, (laughs) I got to change now. Um, next scene is, uh, oh, Charlie. Charlie and Duncan over in the uh, hospital. Uh, and this is really, I think, the last scene we're getting with Duncan and Charlie. Now, I don't know for the whole show, but definitely for this episode. Wait, Char- they- wait what if Charlie makes a, a vacay? A recovery <laughs> vacay? <laughs> That's his little trip to Paris. Yes. Um, I mean, like, he's not opening the dojo anytime soon. No, that dojo is looking a, a mighty crazy. It's, uh, we'll talk about it when we get there. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we've got... <laughs> yeah, we will. So weird. <laughs> um, all right. So when Duncan goes to visit Charlie, he's bringing him the caviar and asking, like, questions like, oh, he brought it in Paris. There's a little store. And if I go, I'm going to get in the right direction. It's like, Charlie's in recovery right now. Like, what? <laughs> What are you talking about? Um, but Charlie's very upset to see Duncan leave. Like, this is a very sad scene <laughs> with the two of them. Well, he just wants to learn his his secrets. Yeah, he wants to learn all the secrets. Um, I mean, it's also very cute because he's like, oh, don't worry. The doctor said you've got like 30, 40 years ahead of you. So I've got all, all the time to tell you the secrets. Yeesh. Um and yeah, so he's he's giving he says if I don't come back like here here you know just take care of the dojo, which again we'll we'll talk about in a little bit. And uh, I don't know if it's this scene or the next time when he's talking to Charlie. No, it's this one. So Charlie does ask in the cut scene the cu- cut lines. He asks Duncan about like hey how the fuck am I supposed to like pay for fixing up the dojo? And uh, Duncan actually tells him there's an account at the bank. It should cover the <laughs> cover the construction and i'm like charlie this is also one of the other questions like how do you have so much money (laughs) and also what does that mean there's an account at the bank what yeah like okay but how do i what what, do i have access to is it in my name what are you talking about apparently apparently he could just access that money 
Very strange. Well, the 90s banks, Brad, you know. Uh, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, like, I, I don't know. I, listen, as You're a, like as one a of those doctors bank, who, like, watch TV and are like, that wouldn't medically happen. I'm just like, I, I, I just want to know what happened. What happens when Charlie goes to the bank and's like, hello, um, yes, um, I don't know anything about this account. My name might be on it. <laughs> no, I don't have any of the information, but my name's on it. Did you sign anything? Do we have any documents? I I think I think my name's on my friend said my name might be on it. <laughs> You're like, can you just pull up my name, maybe, or something? <laughs> um, alright. We are officially back in Paris, where we've got the establishing shot of the Eiffel Tower. Um and who is there to pick Duncan up from the airport? <laughs> I like at first I was like, wait, is that is that her? Like I it's yeah. very strange. Just driving, like, she almost runs him over. Yeah. She almost runs him over. Um, I like her hat, but it's interesting. It's an interesting look. Yeah. Um, so... Because they say the line will always have Paris at some point. I'm like, wait, so is she supposed to be dressed up like Humphrey Bogart? Is that the... I think so. Is that what we're doing? I think so. Right. Okay. She seems like someone who would, though. Like a little cosplay. She she planned a bit. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, he doesn't really want to go with her, <laughs> and she's just like, well, uh, she says something like, I, oh, I keep the State Department from revoking your passport and shipping your butt out of here, which I was like, wow, you would do that, wouldn't you? <laughs> you Thanks. terrible human. I think this is the part where I was like, all right, look, I liked you before, but now you're a bit much. You're a bit much for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, and she's terrible at her job. She's she's pretty bad. Like, because I get that, like, some stuff Duncan has hidden from her, and obviously he knows more than she does, but I feel like there's other things, like, she should have picked up on some stuff, and she just picks up on nothing. She just waits for Duncan to figure things out, and then follows him around. Yeah, like, I, I, when she first came on the scene, I thought, I was like, oh, there's, I guess there's some part of, like, the intelligence yeah. that has an idea about immortals or something, but... Um, it was like, oh no, she's just, she's just another, another person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so he wants to go to the barge. She's like, oh, you don't want to, you don't want to go over there. He's like, well, I'll just grab a cab. And she's like, no, I'll, I'll take you. And she takes him to where the barge was. Uh, and it's completely flooded. And his barge is nowhere to be found. And I was like, wow. So she's so like, he's oh, t- I'm just shocked that he still owns the barge. And like, you just left, you just, you can just like leave your barge. Like, how does it work? I guess. Just like, doesn't that require maintenance and someone to like, I, do you not get information? Yeah, I, don't, I don't know how barge ownership works. <laughs> they just moved his barge? Like, weird. How do you find out? Like, when you, if, if she hadn't known where his barge was, what, what's the process? Yeah, because he would have just went there and been like, what the hell? Like, there's, because he had no other clue yeah. of where to go. It's like if your car gets towed, like, trying to figure out where, how, what happened to your car. Like, but it's a barge. Uh, let's see. So she drops him off and she's like, oh, why don't we talk over dinner? And he's like, okay, fine, whatever. Here, meet me at six o'clock over here. Um, and then we get sad flashback. Ugh. I was fine with how long this went on because mm-hmm. it's Tessa. Yeah. And I miss her. And yeah. it was super sad. She was so great. And she's gorgeous. And yeah. I just miss her. The absolute best. Um, I I think they could have let that go on longer and cut out some of the beginning <laughs> previously. Mm-hmm. On. Definitely. 
didn't even get the shower uh, scenes. I, also... I mean, come on. Come on. No. I also thought it was interesting that they chose, like, all these scenes of Tessa and none of them had Richie in him. Yeah. Like, even as a background character walking around, like, he's nowhere in these flashbacks. And none of him kissing Tessa, which was, like, yeah. <laughs> every which scene Which was, like, 50% of yeah. the show. <laughs> <laughs> Most of the show was just Richie finding excuses to kiss Tessa. Very weird. Um, okay, so we resume the scene. Duncan goes sad. He's very sad. He's got to go to this barge, which I am with him. Mm -hmm. Like, this is going to be the first time he's really gone back after, you know, Tessa. Um, but he doesn't have a lot of time to be sad. (laughs) Brad, would you like to describe Maurice? It's wonderful. He goes in, there's empty (laughs) bottles all over the place. Um, things are askew, and here comes Maurice, wearing a robe, about to take a shower. <laughs> I, uh, he is the best. I love Maurice. And he thinks Duncan is, like, some robber or something, because he tells Duncan, like, first of all, he looks at Duncan, and he says, I have no money. <laughs> oh. Duncan is like, what the fuck is happening? And what are you doing in my sex barge? <laughs> it's great. Um, and Maurice is asking him, like, what are you doing on this boat? And Duncan says, I own it. And, uh, yeah, Maurice knows him. He goes, oh, of course, McLeod, my friend. (laughs) Um, I love this because it's like the whole scene while they're talking, Duncan is so, he's such an imposing guy. Mm -hmm. Like when he wants to like beef up, like, and he's just following Maurice around. And like Maurice at times is like walking backwards with Duncan like in his face and it's really great. He's got um, his clothes on a on a on a oh, line. It's so good. Oh, Maurice, I love you. Yeah, he 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 stole the the liquor, but really Duncan should be uh thanking him because that liquor would have been vinegar <laughs> by then. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and and he Maurice actually says that you got off cheap. There were actually ruffians uh, that he threw off the barge. There were like five or six of them, the worst kind. <laughs> um, and just a heads up, um, we will have in total um, thirteen episodes with Maurice. <gasps> Amazing. I mean, oh wait, that's great. It looks like two. Oh, it looks like a couple of those are credit only. So oh, okay, uh, so maybe ten. I would think. I mean, I would think he's here through the end-ish of the season. We'll talk about, like, what we think is going to happen because, anyway, thoughts. But, um, you know, he's clearly going to be an actor of when they're in Paris. But I don't know after season two how much they go back to Paris. I don't know what the production stuff is after that. Um, let's see. I love this that he's got those clothes hanging because it's like this perfect opportunity of him like not wanting to face Duncan and like trying to shut him off by mm. pulling the clothes in front of his face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Duncan just saying him. It's re- it's such a really good comedy bit. Yeah. <laughs> like it's so good. And Adrian Paul being like the ma- because you know what he sometimes is the goofball like he's the goofy one and so for him to be able to kind of play the straight man like walking around was really nice to see yeah it's good I yeah uh, we needed a we need a kooky character in the show and I'm yeah I'm for it for sure um all right so Duncan's gonna go to where he thinks this um what's it called the uh, the caviar is purchased, but really what he finds at that shop is just ADR. <laughs> That's what they're selling at that shop. <laughs> this, 
Uh, the ADR later is worse, I think. But yeah, this is pretty fucking bad too. And it, but but the thing is, it's not every line she has; it's some of them. And so that's why I think it stood out because I was like, "What is happening?" Almost so like they great. just didn't want her to really have to redo some of these lines. I like it's uh, like it's so funny. <laughs> they, like we we Americans will not be able to understand any of these words. Yes. Um. So she tells him that well, there used to be the the last store owner, the last shop owner would sell this specific caviar. Um, this golden caviar. Golden uh, but she doesn't caviar. Yeah. Oh God. But it's illegal to have, so she doesn't sell it. Yeah. So he's kind of like back at square one, where he thought he was going to get answers. Then we go back to Catherine, who at first I was like, "Who the fuck is this?" And I was like, "Oh, Anton. He was the guy." Thankfully, we got the previously on, so we knew who Anton was. <laughs> yeah. Can we talk um, about the transition into this scene? <laughs> <laughs> because to reveal her, they, yes, they have yeah. her whole flowers up, covering her face and then pull them down. Which means she was just holding flowers in front of her face for no reason, except that it makes the shot work. <laughs> but it's an yeah. insane thing to do. To just like cover your face with flowers and then to <laughs> slowly take them down. It's like, ta-da! <laughs> Duncan! <laughs> wait, wait, what were you, were you hiding? What was that? <laughs> yeah, I don't. Because <laughs> she's clearly working, supposedly working on these other flowers. Yeah. And honestly, I'm not her. sure if she's the one. I think they actually may have had someone else holding those flowers and pulling them down. The, yeah, I think the, that's, it's possible. Yeah, it's, you can't really tell, but like, I think it's very likely that they just have like some fucking rando. Like, all right, and now take the flowers down. Great, great shot. God, so weird. Great. So, um, she's there to let Duncan know, like, oh, yeah, this is what happened to Anton. It's super sad. Oh. And then he has to tell her about Tessa, which is also very sad. It's like, eh, yikes. Um... So just sad, sad sacks all around. <laughs> also, I was thinking about this. I'm like, how sad is it? Like, if you outlive your immortal partner? Yeah, that's like the that's like the thing. Yeah, you're like, wow. I I, I do know this. <laughs> uh, I'm di- I'm gonna die first. I got that going for me. Yeah. I I may I may get old and he, and he may feel bad and leave me, but you know, yeah. at least I'll die first. <laughs> but nope. And now you're just old. <laughs> yeah, it's just. I, but I had like that thought then what when are you I saw say her. Your own age, like that's gonna be weird. Oh God. Um. So yeah, it's just a real quick scene, and it really it's just so Duncan uh, reconfirms that Anton was killed by Horton and Xavier. Um. So Duncan meets up with Renee over at uh that sidewalk cafe area. Um. And we've got a masked man. <laughs> like, who the fuck doesn't notice this guy? <laughs> um. um, like, he's beyond masked. So anyway, he starts shooting and it's a mess. Just wine everywhere. <laughs> and Duncan goes after him and then so does Renee. And uh, Renee ends up shooting him. Uh, which I'm like, it, it, they made it seem like she never really, well, she's never killed somebody, no. but she didn't really kill this guy either. She just no, shot she, she him. shoots him in the leg. Yeah. Um, but my favorite thing is after she shoots him in the leg, he tries to escape. 
<laughs> by getting into a car where the guy's name is is Clooney, actually. <laughs> so Clooney's in the car. No, Clooney's the guy that got killed. Oh, Clooney's the guy who got killed. Ber- Bergen is in the car. So Bergen's in the car and just he just says, I'm sorry. <laughs> And so he shoots Kearney and he drives away. And I love it. I don't yeah. know why. It's great. It's great. It's like, these guys are the fucking worst. Like, if, maybe don't try to get into the, the driver's seat. Try to get into the back of the car real quick, dummy. Yeah. Like, yeah. you're slowing him down. If you just went for that back seat and, like, launched yourself in, you might have been able to yeah. get away. Yeah. Instead, you got a bullet to the face. And I guess while he was trying to get in, he grabbed, like, the cufflink or something. He grabbed something off of Bergen. And then that's what, uh... I, I thought that was his, wasn't it? Oh, was it? I, um, I gotta go back now and look. I'm trying to figure out where he grabbed it from. I thought it was, it's, it's, wasn't it his ring? I don't think it's the ring. Let's see. It's a gold, it says, um, Duncan reaches, Clooney finds gold cufflink in his hand. Oh, okay. Palms it as, uh, Delaney arrives. Uh, well, Renee. Uh, checks Clooney's neck for a pulse. And uh, let me see, uh, Oh, sorry. The uh, <laughs> the transcript writers are talking about the... It says, both reach for a napkin dropped by the waiter just as Clooney opens fire. Seriously, how does this guy manage to not hit either of them? He shoots 65 to 70 Seriously. rounds with, from less than 20 feet away. Oh, transcript writers, you're funny. <laughs> So good. Um, I'm trying to see. Let's yeah, see. we can't really. Yeah, we can't really see when he grabs the cufflink. Yeah, because but. I'm just wondering if I would think it was when he yeah. was trying to get in the car. But I, man, that is wild. Because I thought I just assumed that was it, when it first happened. I was like, oh well, it's his. It's his watcher ring. And they got. They probably. They've got the tattoos. They probably got the rings as well. Yeah. And I was like, oh well, that makes sense when we get the flashback. It's like, oh, it's another yeah. ring. But no, it's a cufflink. Like. Fine. But it's the same symbol. Yeah. It's the same. It's a family crest, basically, or similar. But yeah, I mean, because it couldn't have been the... Because I, I at first was like, oh, is it the ring? But I was like, nah, he was wearing gloves and shit. Like, that'd be weird to have that ring over gloves. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine, like, you're wearing these big, thick gloves and then wearing jewelry on top of it? Because <laughs> you're fancy. You're fancy. Um, I like Duncan palming that super fast yeah. before Renee gets there. It's really good. That's great. Um, Snatch that so, evidence up. Snatch oh, it. Oh, yeah. Uh, so uh, we're at Renee's hotel. Duncan's checking in on her and just making sure she's okay. And um, also she's just like, Ugh, this is going to be a fucking nightmare. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of paperwork. <laughs> uh, and she just wants to get going with the investigation. Um, and she uh, he says, you know, he mentions, he goes, well, you didn't kill him. And she says, it doesn't matter. He's dead because of me. I've been in the field for three years. I really thought she had been in the field for a lot longer, but apparently just three years. Yeah. Um, I never fired before. Have you ever killed anybody? And Duncan's like, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I feel like that should be a red flag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this guy who owns a dojo has killed people. That's a problem. <laughs> Um, so she's, she's got to get ready and go to the embassy because, uh, apparently this is a French national. She's, well, she hasn't killed, but she just shot and whatever. And they're a little upset about the whole, uh, guy uh, breaking out a fucking machine gun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it doesn't seem like anyone cares about that. Very bizarre. And like, I, I like the fact that Duncan's like, ah, listen, they're probably going to give you a medal just to smooth it over. So it's like, yeah, you stop the bad guy. Yeah. Because it's easier to give you a medal than to like, you know, make it a yeah. big hassle. Yep. Like, yeah, that's, that checks. 
Um, so, uh, Duncan looks at the crest, uh, on the little cufflink, and we go into flashback! Brad, where are we in this flashback? We are uh, it's, it's, Battlefield. Yeah. 1814. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's, yeah, you know, 1814. Some random Napoleon <laughs> shenanigan. <I'm, laughs> I have no idea exactly which war we're in, but, uh, yeah. So, which at least makes sense because the 1815 was when he was uh, trying to awkwardly save, you You even have it in your notes, uh, awkwardly save a guy accused of being a deserter. Yeah. Um, and he's, because I had thought, and this confirms that's probably true, is I was like, isn't this the same outfit we've seen Duncan in before? Yeah. Except for the hat. Yeah. The hat no, is yeah, it's, he's, he's, yeah, it's, uh, he's, it's definitely, I mean, well, he's definitely with the British military. Yeah. Some, some. I don't know. I don't know what military his hat is with, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. That that is one I remember Claire mentioning that the hat looks like it was made of Muppets. It's really intense. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. I mean, <laughs> and it keeps slapping him in the face. <laughs> so dumb. Were the six coalition? I don't know. Um, so he's with the, 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 the healthiest dying guy I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, this guy. <laughs> it's insane. He's like, really like, cause he's telling Duncan like, Hey, um, there's like, these people are coming around and robbing all these like soldiers that are dying. And so he's like, I'm about to die. So here, take this ring and give it to my son. Um, Pierre. <laughs> Give it to Pierre, my son. And, uh, Duncan's like, sure. And he's like, okay, I'm dying now, bye. <laughs> it's a death scene, guys. It's, it's, it's... Except, is it? Yeah. Oh, wow. yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna say this is probably the six days campaign. Um, February 10th through 15th of 1814. Wow, nice. So, we're, we're nice. getting close to taking Napoleon out for the first time. <laughs> And Duncan's got to worry about Pierre Martin <laughs> finding this kid. I mean, to give like, him a ring. <laughs> what a hassle! Like you, <laughs> like like the other soldiers were gonna put him out of his misery because he was dying. And Duncan's like, hold hold on, guys. There's been enough dying. Let's just let him die slowly. <laughs> and he's like, oh, thank you. Oh, by the way, uh, would you do me this favor, person on the other side of the battle? Um, yeah. Uh, here's my ring. Um, here's my son's name in the city. I just want him to have this and would you please tell him that his father died bravely uh, dude i was just I, I i just didn't want them to shoot you like do i have to like i'm gonna go do all this shit now i mean you don't know this but i got time i guess so uh all the time uh, for someone who's dying like, he's got a lot of time and a lot of energy because at one point like when he's mad that these people are robbing the dead soldiers he like practically sits straight up and he's like look at these fools robbing the dead i'm like seriously how do you have the energy to do and say all this <laughs> Oof. It's really Claire loved this flashback, and I was like, "It's a weird flashback." It's, yeah, it's a very weird. Like, I, first of all, I I would want to be put out of my misery as opposed to yeah, because for sure. I mean, granted, we're told this guy's dying. It's gonna be a while because he's not very <laughs> dead. Um, no, not at all. So I would definitely rather just be put out of my misery than to die very. It's seem days. I think this guy's got left. Um, and then like for some reason Duncan stops that, and now he's gotta fucking go on this fucking fucking quest 
to find a kid. Like, like I, I, I gotta write that down. What was his name again? Where? Oh, fuck. I wonder if we ever find out about if he was that kid in the ring. I'm sure he dies, yeah. but like, I want to well, see that. Well, I mean, I, I guess that was the whole thing, right? Because Duncan recognized the ring motif, the, the crest on the cufflink, and that's what matches the ring. And that's how Duncan is able to go to this Calvary captain's office and figure out, like, who this motif or crest belongs to. So I was like, so this crest must be, like, have been carried down through family's history. Uh, It's too much. It's too much. I'm just like, what is... uh, This is the only scene that it was just like, why... I I don't even think we need a flashback in this episode. We've got a Tessa montage. That's all we needed. Um, And I don't think that this flashback... Well, there's a lot of flashbacks that don't serve purpose, but at least some of them are fun. This one was just, like, super random. Um, about the dying, not dying guy. I really thought he was gonna die like Charlie death and like just close his eyes. <laughs> I will <laughs> say, as far as like war flashbacks go, I think this was pretty. Like the, everyone's really dirty. That like the horses are like oh, in yeah. the mud. Yeah. Like it's like this is this is impressive. Well, you know, because I think what probably was to their benefit is the fact that. You know, this is being filmed in Paris, and at the time, even, you know, we read about it already from David Abramowitz, but it was pouring when they were there. It was raining a lot, and so that probably helped. Like, everyone probably was muddy, like, just going out into this field. So it really worked in their benefit. Looks good. Ugh, Duncan's hands are so gross and dirty. Yeah, very, very bad, very bad. (laughs) Um... This captain, by the way, is just so impressed with uh, Duncan's history, <laughs> with Dun- Duncan's knowledge of their history. <laughs> like, uh, if you only knew, sir. Um, so he, Duncan asks him, okay, well, where can I find Bergen? And he's like, well, he's actually uh, wanted for some, dis- he's facing disciplinary action, so he disappeared before the proceedings. So if you do find him, you know, let us know. Um, and he talks about him being a good horseman. He had a passion for horses. He never stopped riding. But so, like this whole thing that I'm just like, why didn't they? Why weren't they able to find him? There's got to be all, only so many stables. Yeah. But whatever. They they clearly didn't think it was that important to actually go looking for him. Um. And of course, we then go to a riding stable where Bergen is there, and uh, Horton is saying that. Hey, fools, you guys weren't supposed to actually go over and try and kill McLeod. Um, so I don't know if those, if Bergen and, and Clooney had known that Duncan's an immortal or if they know that Xavier's immortal. Like, I don't know if they actually know any of that or if they're just hired gunmen. Yeah, I, I oh, that is dumb. Like, yeah. So, like, because does Horton not have, ahead. like, all, it, does he not have his, like, crew of evil watchers anymore? Did they all get wiped mm-hmm. out? Well, according to Joe, Horton was basically disbarred from being a watcher and he wasn't allowed to talk to any watchers anymore. So even those guys who were, like, secretly being yes. part of his crew, I would think God. either they were all... I don't know better term disbarred whatever told to leave whatever they they were uh, yeah th- but um, uh, no I think more likely they all just fucking towed the line and like yeah because just, otherwise it, it's they stopped talking yeah. to Horton Other- yeah otherwise they could have just like formed a faction with Horton and I assumed that's yeah. what was going on but now it's like oh no they Horton's just hiring randos yeah that's what I think is happening oh, I'm that's, pretty sure that's because dumb. I feel like Bergen doesn't seem to know that like yeah he's around immortals yeah because it would make no sense to send a gunman after Duncan. 
Yeah. And that's uh, apparently not what they were supposed to do. They were just supposed to kind of, like, watch him and find him. Yeah. Hmm. Um, Weird. I mean, I do like the idea, then, if we don't- if we no longer have the evil team of Watchers, and it's just Horton. That's at least (laughs) something. Because, like, I just can't deal with, like, this group anymore. Well, as long as Joe's around, we're gonna have Watchers, but yeah, maybe not these Hunters. It's just the- it's just Horton's- The Hunters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's Hunters. That's- that's what I'm just- I got no time for, because they're boring. Well, and they're all just the worst. Yeah. Um, so, I like that Xavier tells Bergen to leave, and then he tells Horton, he's like, before this is over, I'll kill that fool. <laughs> and he fucking hates him. It's great. It's great. Like, they're um, all just planning to kill each other. It's delightful. Yeah, every, everyone's just planning to kill each other. Uh, okay, so, we're at the French police station. Oh boy. And that's where Renee is there with Detective Mal. Mali? Mal? I don't know. That's correct, it's me, a French detective. <laughs> what was happening? Or at least that's what the voice that was added in after the fact sounds like. I was like, this guy, first of all, he looks so French. Like, <laughs> like I can I can I can see the accent coming out of his mouth. <laughs> but this ADR is so over the top. Yeah. Yeah, it's really it's a whole other person. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> It's clearly not getting credit at all. It's so funny. This. Like I love, I love when they do not trust Americans to hear a French accent. Yeah, it's so crazy. I like her. Which is just wild, by the way. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. It's definitely more professional than a sheer top. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, she's looking up Mark Clooney's rap sheet that the detective had given her, and um, you know, she's like. He says, well, you know, his rap sheet would have been longer if you didn't kill him. (laughs) Which I'm like, so isn't that a good... I don't know. I don't know. It's very bizarre. And uh, I I just feel like they made this character like... Yeah, and I just felt like they made him a character like that just hates Americans. And I'm like, well, that's fair. I mean, I get it. it, But... Also, that's kind of a boring character trait. Um, and let's see. He says, "If I'd had my, if I'd, if I had my way, you'd be out of the country tomorrow." And she says, "So where did he serve as a mercenary?" And he says, "Africa." But how did you know that? <laughs> well, I, it's true. How did you know that? Because he's terrible with a gun. Yeah, <laughs> very bad with a gun. Um, and apparently, all of that had been kept off of his record um, because his family is—it's <laughs> a very old family with a great many holdings. I, what mercenary goes on a record? <laughs> what? What record is this? I don't even know. Like this is this is his rap sheet at the police station. <laughs> Like, oh, by the way, he's a mercenary. (laughs) Like, I, I don't know where do you enter mercenary on a on on a rap sheet. (laughs) I'm I'm sure that there's like a drop down box. Why is there a rap sheet if he's he's got a powerful family? Why didn't they make it all disappear? Yeah, but his rap sheet was like one page. (laughs) It was like nothing. It's like, all right, he's done so many crimes. We can't. We can't make it all go away we can just we'll just do the little little ones he stole he stole a pack of gum (laughs) um so she's she's out of there she's out of there now she's walking down the street and she runs into maurice also i love this car that's like all up like crazy up on the curb like parked yeah yeah it's real wild i'm not sure why no it's very 
Very strange. Um, so Renee is like asking Maurice questions like, oh, so how long have you known McLeod? And uh, Maurice is just, just a big fat liar. I love it. Oh, he's he's so just good. like, oh, so for so long, you know, but, um, you know, t- he says, but for men, much as McLeod and myself, time has little meaning. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Uh, and he says that he is uh, consulting on the remodeling of the barge for Duncan. And he's a he's an artist. He needs to stay close to the work. That's why he's there on the boat. <laughs> and uh, they, they, of course, run into Duncan, who's like, what the fuck? <laughs> um, and Maurice is just standing around still. And Duncan's like, uh, don't, don't go do something. <laughs> I love the two of them. It's, They're so funny it's together. Great, it's great. It's a great comic pairing. I love it. Yeah. Um, and he, he gives Maurice money to go buy wine. And uh, then he starts talking about how he's a chef and he's done all these things. And Renee is very taken with Maurice, actually. She's it's like, oh my gosh, really? <laughs> um, and then Renee and Duncan get down to some Clooney business. And she, like, he's trying to find out, like, more information about this guy. And she just says that, well, I don't really know much. His family owns half the buildings in Paris. There must be at least a dozen where he could train men. Like, you know, she doesn't even know where to start. And so Duncan's like, are there any where there could be horses? <laughs> She's like, I, I guess. What, what are you not telling me? That's a weird question. Yeah. <laughs> and then he uh, cops to the fact that he took the, the cufflink. And they're off. They're off to the races, as they say. <laughs> uh, we're back at the stable. Horton's there with uh, Xavier. And they're talking about... Okay, this line was very interesting to me. Because they've got blueprints and photos on the table. Mm-hmm. It's just of the barge. Yeah. Like, what do you need blueprints and photos of? Like, like this is it's a thing. barge. Horton's a fucking nerd. <laughs> Like, yeah, I, this is why I, he is not a great villain. He's just no. a fucking nerd. He's just fucking playing D&D over here with all of his fucking, like, just you, kill Duncan. That's your goal. Like, what? You don't, you don't need the layout of his barge. You don't need to, you're just trying to no. plot, you're probably trying to plot places to run away and hide. We've seen the inside and outside of this barge. It's not that big. I mean, it's, it's big, it's a barge, but it's not like a building. Yeah. And then he's like, there are two entrances to the barge. I'm like, yeah, the front and the back. Like, literally, <laughs> there's nothing else there. <laughs> I don't... There is a stun grenade here. You go through here. Like, what? Why? Like, how about you guys, like, stop talking and start, like, doing? How yeah. about you just hire, like, five more gunmen? Yeah. Again, and Xavier. <laughs> and Xavier is bored with this, because then he starts talking about harvesting caviar. <laughs> I, like... I had to, like, rewind this three times because I could not understand what he was saying. Have you ever seen them harvest cap? Because I was like, what is... Th- what? He, it, it's just to go back to the fact that he's obsessed with caviar. He's obsessed with his pocket of caviar. So weird. Um, Have you seen them harvest caviar? Do they cut the heads off? Yeah. Like, I... What? <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a real weirdly placed lame joke. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's a cut. Um, there's a cut. What's the cut? Let's see... Oh, I'm like way far away oh. from that cut. Um. Oh yeah. Horton's uh, the, we're the, we're yeah, planning the raid. The raid? It's not a raid. You're just killing one guy. Xavier, you're you're in the Caspian Sea. The sun is shining. It's just 
A 2,000 pound beluga sturgeon is yielding her life to offer a delicacy that melts like butter on the tongue. It's poetry. Enough, this is about McCloud. <laughs> you still want his head, don't you? There, and then, yeah, they kind of I, And honestly, like, all of this talk about caviar makes me never want to have caviar. <laughs> that sounds, like, when you say it like that, Xavier, it sounds disgusting. <laughs> Um, so, senses the buzz. He's like, well, you can stop your planning. He's here. Like, <laughs> and this is the third Horton time that's happened. Yeah. Horton's, and, like, uh, got all his notes and his little, like, fucking little army soldiers on a table. He's like, all right, so we'll go here, and then we'll start the raid here. We'll have a stun grenade <laughs> here, and then you'll come out here. And then I'll run away, and then you'll go here, and then you cut off his head. Like, yeah. And then every, every time it's like, oh, he's already here. Oh, fuck. Like, why do they never, like, why are they always so surprised that Duncan finds them? Yeah, why don't they just wait for them to find him and, like, have a bunch of people ready? Like, that would be yeah. the easier thing to do, I think, rather than plan an attack on the, plan a raid on the barge. Like, just have, like, five guys in your building ready to shoot him. I do like that Horton was like, how the fuck did they, did he find us? Which I'm like, how did he not find you? But uh, that Xavier says, well, if I had to guess, your friend was sloppy, which is like true. And that is what happened. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) so before Horton goes running away this time, he says, uh, he tells uh, Bergen, if he gets McLeod, he's rich. If he fails, it's the last thing he'll ever do. And um, Horton says, yeah, I'll wait for you on the boat. Bye. I'm out. Um, so Duncan's talking to Xavier. He goes, what? No, uh, no sword. And Xavier is there like, oh, old habits die hard. Um, and he talks about like, uh, he says, you're angry because I broke the rules. I had two. I had two very good reasons. One, I could kill you too. I also get a little help ensuring that I that I am the last of us. So, like, he just doesn't fucking care of the rules. Like, that's the point, right? No. It's like, he doesn't care about the rules because the rules are stupid. Yeah. <laughs> it is the, the one of the many things I agree with Xavier on. Yeah. You guys <laughs> have been doing this for thousands of years and why? Why? Yeah. Um. Oh, and this is where Duncan's like, oh, well, you know Horton's just here to kill you, right? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm just here to kill him. So whatever. Um... So we've got two guys coming out, uh, Bergen and just some other random dude. And then uh, you've got Renee that comes up behind and she's like, hey, hold it right there. (laughs) Um, And she, okay, let's talk about her getting shot because she gets shot in like the left side. But later on when she's healing, it's on her right side. So there's also that. Um, does that? It really does she? Yeah. I. So if you look right now, she gets shot on her, her left side, and then later on, the bandage is on her right side. It's just a little thing. Because I had noticed it, and then I also IMDb'd it to see, like, does anyone else notice it? And it's on IMDb as well. Because I was like, that's... No, I think that's just her hand going up, because she grabs, she grabs her, her right arm. Oh, okay. Because in IMDb, the, that person thought the same thing I did. Very bizarre. Yeah, I think that's just her hand is going up and she's grabbing the other arm. <laughs> oh, weird. Well, considering we have no blood at all coming out anywhere, mm-hmm. it's hard to tell. Yeah. <laughs> it's a really terrible gun. <laughs> or a really great gun. It just goes, like, invisibly through the fabric. It right into the skin. Mm-hmm. And no blood. Yeah. No. Oh, she's also a robot. Oh, that... It makes sense. It also makes sense of her weird reaction later with Duncan. <laughs> <laughs> this show needs some robot people. Uh, I'm pretty sure it has some. Uh, they're just not out out with it, you know. 
All right, so uh, Duncan takes down the other guy, and uh, she's like, I'm fine, go run after Xavier. <laughs> uh, so Duncan goes out to the boat where he gets a front row seat to watch Joe and Horton in either a double cross or a show just for Duncan. Yeah. So, first of all, what's happening with Joe's hair? <laughs> I, like, just blowing all over the place. Like, that guy uses so much hairspray, there's no way his hair would be like this. So what do you think, Brad? Do I, you think he thought he killed Horton? Or do you think he knows Horton is not dead? I, 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 I listen, I, I think they're trying to leave it open. Yeah. I think maybe, maybe they're not sure yet, but I want to, I, cause listen, I always want to believe in, in Duncan and Joe's relationship. <laughs> um, I think it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> um, I think it's a real positive, positive, um, our relationship to see, especially in 1994 on television. Good representation. It's, it's really beautiful. So I. I, just, I, I know what I want to believe, but I don't know. Because even the age difference, Duncan being over 400 years old, mm-hmm. <laughs> Joe being a young 60-something. <laughs> and and their son, Maurice, is like... <laughs> it's beautiful. It's beautiful. I love this little family. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, no, I, I do. I, I'm with you. I think that they weren't... They basically left it so that way they could go either way. Yeah. I just... <laughs> Coming off of the last episode where he already had double-crossed Duncan, I think that was a stupid, stupid move to have it like that in this scene. Because if we're supposed to start trusting Joe, this is a terrible way to do it. Yeah. I, I need Horton not to come back for a, a while. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I I feel like there's a chance they'll probably wrap this up pretty soon. Um, I hope so. I, I Yeah, I, 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 I don't I, want I, to linger. I'm, I don't want him to be, yeah. like, forever coming back. I feel like we got one more. One more time he's allowed to come back. Yeah, yeah. I would have been good with Xavier coming back a bunch. Like, once a season, I would have been happy with him just continually, like, popping up for what for random reasons. Uh. I'm still traumatized about that hook hand. I don't, I don't like it. <laughs> but I just feel like Horton being a human, unless he's something, unless he's a robot. Or a werewolf. Or a werewolf. Then, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm like, why? Why is he going to come back? Um, and then it'd be really weird if they don't bring him back after the end. Yeah. <laughs> so... Um, all right, so uh, Joe and Duncan have made up. Kissy kissies, they've made up. Uh, so we're back in the hotel room with, uh, Delaney, and she's got the doctor there and everything, and, um, she says, no broken bones, no blood poisoning, a few days, I'll be out of here. Um, Not even a real sling, it's a fake sling. It's a fake sling, it's just so people feel bad for me. Um, so he says, so besides the police, um, are going to want to know what, you know, they're going to want to know what happened. So just like write it up, but keep my name out of it. You got Horton and leave it at that. And, uh, she's like, but there's more, isn't there? Yeah. So it's like, yeah, of course there is. Like, (laughs) what if, how, what if there wasn't that? That would be weird. Yeah. Also, you've seen like Xavier multiple times. (laughs) So... Obviously, there's at least one other person out there. Yeah. Well, but she doesn't want to deal with the paperwork, so. Yeah. So, as he goes to leave, she says, he. well, he tells her, he goes, um, you know, talked about getting the medal, joked about getting the medal. And she says, I heard here they kiss you on both cheeks. And he goes, yeah, that's what 
that's what they do. And she she's like, how do you do it? And he just full on kisses her. And it's super meh. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know what ruined it for me is we had that Tessa flashback. Oh uh, yeah. I think that's what really what happened. I think it's they did the Tessa flashback, and that's all I can think about. Well, and they're getting and he's, and he's getting back together with Joe. I mean, it's like yeah. listen, if if he if if she was just competing against Tessa, of course she's gonna lose. But Tessa's not here, so I understand he's got to move on. But also, what he has with Joe is pure. So yeah. I mean, she's she's third on the list. At least. Yeah. Um, I mean, Amanda's still around somewhere, so. For real. So, all right, down to fourth. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, and and Charlie's not on the list, but he's trying to wiggle his way in there. (laughs) He's really trying to work it. Oh, who's Um, an Irish lady? (laughs) Oh, yeah. They they fucked on a dock all night? (laughs) All night. All night. It's intense. Um, Okay, so, well, I guess we'll talk about the future scene, but just... Listeners, just remember, he kissed her, like, full-on here. Mm-hmm. Okay, like, full-on kissed her. There was no questions, no nothing. Full-on kissed her. All right, now back to the, the actual sex barge, which Maurice is now living on. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. He is the drunkiest drunk drunk now. <laughs> I was like, all right, drunk Maurice is a little difficult to understand. <laughs> yeah. Um... So he's asking for employment. Duncan's like, yeah, we'll we'll talk about that later. He goes, D- didn't you just say earlier you were a chef? And Maurice goes on about him, how great of a chef he was. And uh, he's like, can I ask you about uh, some gold caviar? <laughs> and he says, well, it's possible for a price. And uh, he's like, well, I have a special buyer. And uh, so Maurice is going to go look for him. Oh, no, this isn't where he's drunk, right? It's the next scene yeah, where he's yeah, drunk. Yeah. This is, yeah, yeah, this is before he gets drunk. <laughs> because Duncan gives him a wad of fucking money. Uh, Alright, so this is this is the Charlie and the Dojo scene. <laughs> Brad, what do you think of the Dojo? What's, how's it looking to you? So, like, it's crazy, because like, you know, I understand you know, you, I, I, I honestly I don't understand. I don't know, I don't know what you're doing, because they've they've picked up what they can, they've put the furniture back, they've hung things back on the wall, despite there's a million bullet holes in the wall. Why did they put things on the wall? Like, why? You, those walls need to be repaired. Why are, why are the frame photos back on the wall? Like, that's crazy. The, Unless they're the just gonna say it's artwork. Like, the first it's, thing on the list is not to put up your your framed photos it's so weird like there's there's holes in the wall you need to patch those up first and like Uh, these photos like i don't even like like, what are these photos these old black and white photos is like were these here is this duncan's like photos or is this just like random what is this well even the framing and the placement of these photos on that whole holy wall is weird like some of them are so tiny it's like wh- why is this on the wall no. like it's just like two random ones over here it's a couple over there it's just not good um charlie not wearing a sweatshirt yeah there's a first it's a nice sweater yeah yeah it is a nice sweater it's a good color uh he's he's healing but you know not as fast as he'd like but he had to get out of that hospital and get away from that hospital food um, and he just wanted to call Charlie and let him know that Horton's not call, uh, coming back. And he's and he tells Duncan, he goes, doesn't sound like you're coming back either. And he goes, well, things aren't written in stone, Charlie. It's just something I have to finish. So with this, Brad, are we just going to spend... Because at first I was like, well, I guess we just spend the second half of the season here. But if we think 
Well, I guess that's the question, right? If, if Richie's coming back, Richie wouldn't be in Paris. Richie would be in Sea Cooper. I mean, maybe. I, I don't know. The only other place Richie's lived is Paris, so he might have. That's true. Like, that's true. He might have gone to Paris. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Um. Yeah. And with Charlie out of the picture, Richie could come back at any time. <laughs> <laughs> so weird. Like, what is the deal with that? <laughs> Dan thinks Dan Kirch is racist. Yikes. <laughs> I, 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 I kind of just assumed it's got something to do with paying one actor and then not having to pay for both of these actors. I, uh, which I, I don't I don't know. I don't know. Like, I mean, and again, I, who knows? Things may have been different in the 90s. Um, But I feel like if you're like main cast, like you're in the credits, I feel like you're you're getting, you're getting paid. paid something. Yeah, yeah. Regardless. Yeah, I don't know. Um, and I didn't look it up, but I mean, I don't know what else Stan Kirsch is doing right now. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, all right. So, okay. The, this next scene is where, uh, what's his face is drunk. Oh, <laughs> Mark Reese is drunk. So good. Um, he tells, he, he tells Duncan, oh, McLeod, my friend, you wouldn't believe the food I've eaten, the wine I've drunk. <laughs> and Duncan says, try me. I paid for it. <laughs> Uh, so we find out that there's one house in Rupashu, uh, a young man, a young black man, very rich, such exquisite taste, and he never goes to the store, he only has delivery, and he's looking for deliveries tonight, and he only has one hand. So Duncan's like, ooh, gotta go to that house. Um, Xavier has very pricey taste. This house is massive. Yeah, the house is great. I love the house. Not yeah. sure about the art, the sculptures outside. The art installation in front that I couldn't tell if it was a children's playground or yeah. art installation. Absolutely. At first I was like, wait, why are they? Is this the backyard? Is this the, oh, wait, no, this is art. Okay. All right. Oh, uh, yeah. And, and also yeah. like the, the one right near the door where it's like, yeah, the, yeah. The, like it's uh, the stack that's toppling or whatever. Yeah. He's got that. He's got some weird one by the window that, like, Duncan is standing next to as well when he's talking. There, his house is like a museum, because then even when you go back and you look at, at him, there's, like, artwork all over the place. Yeah. Which, going back to, like, when he was talking to Tessa, and he was, like, setting that whole thing up, and, you know, uh... There was a lot of what, what he, like, he knew a lot of the artwork and stuff. So I guess it makes sense he's super into art, but, like, also, this is, this is a lot to take in. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love that when Duncan walks in, Xavier says, so did you bring the caviar? <laughs> um, I really am going to miss, anyway. Uh, he, he says, oh, that's, that's a shame you didn't bring it. I thought we could share it. I'm not going to miss his all caviar diet. <laughs> It's so crazy. Caviar and champagne, I guess. That's all he consumes. Like, that's... It just sounds boring. Like, that's all you're going to eat? I... Hmm. Um, he tells Duncan he'll eat it on his grave, and it's like, well, yeah, because you don't eat anything else, so wherever you're at, you're going to have it on you, so... Yeah. (laughs) So, they start fighting, and it is a crazy fight. Yeah, that's a good thing. Yeah. Um, what are these chairs in his house? Wait, I don't... (laughs) I, I love I just love that that's that stairway like that's yeah well and I like the way they lit it yeah yeah they did a really good job of lighting it and like the the way that the shadows were on the walls it's really nice 
Um, I like that he fights with that hook hand, though. Yeah. I think it's, like, the fact that he's, like, picked up so much, he, like, already knows how to fight with it. Yeah. Um, Watch out. It's gonna get you. Like- it's gonna get you. <laughs> I'm just kidding you, motherfucker. Um, Duncan gets one of those things where he gets to, like, jump over the sword, so that's fun. Yeah. Um, they hit the art installation slash playground. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> but I was like, ooh, this will be fun when there's a quickening. <laughs> Everything can blow up. Anything yeah. can blow up at any time. And it does. Um, it's pretty crazy because, like, what happens is, like, uh, Xavier's sword plows, like, into the art, like, one of the art pieces. Yeah. And uh, Some, somebody's so gonna find some uh, some chipped pieces of sword in there and do some uh, <laughs> have to do some sword maintenance like in the first movie. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then that's how Duncan beheads him. It's pretty crazy. I really liked it. Uh, so what do we think about this quickening? I like it. I thought it was good. Yeah. I thought the two sword quickening was fun. Yeah, he's, he's doing a lot of stuff. Oh, one thing I do love is that clearly they, because they had shot, we keep seeing shots of, of the house and the front doors open, mm-hmm. but clearly they had shot the quickening with the door closed. So right before the quickening, there's a weird shot where like the wind seems to be <gasps> oh, closing. Yeah. Yes. The door. Yes. <laughs> and clearly, it's just because they had already shot the quickening with the door closed. Yeah. Because it's so prominent yeah. that the doors open through the whole fight. And it's like, oh, wind just going to close that door <laughs> real quick. Yeah. And I was like, is there a ghost? What's uh, happening? Why did yeah. that? I was really confused with doors closing. Thank you for bringing that. Yeah. I totally forgot about yeah. that. I thought it was weird. Yeah. I also think a lot of these art installations are weird. There's also one with like a little cutout person. Like, what is this? Oh, oh well, see, basically, um, uh, the uh, Roadrunner and Wiley Coyote were running <laughs> yeah. around. That's exactly what it is. So weird. And then there's just various grates. I'm like, is someone friend has like an artist, a quote unquote artist friend? (laughs) Yeah. Um, So uh, I asked Dan this question last night and he was like, he thinks very little. But I was like, how much do you think Adrian Paul got to play with the quickening? Like, how much do you think is, is his decision of how the quickening goes versus the director's? Or writers or whatever. Oh, I would say he probably... Because he has to do so many of them. Like, I think think he probably gets... Yeah, I think he probably has some input on that. Yeah, because I would think, like, especially with the two-sword... I mean, I'm sure they're... Especially with the two-sword, they probably have some direct input. Like, here's what we want you to do. Here are some key things we want you to hit because we're going to CGI things a specific way, right? So there's got to be some of that in there. But, like... Like, even the idea of, like, him putting the swords into the ground, I was like, I feel like that's an Adrian Paul decision. Yeah, like, I just, I, I, for whatever reason, that seems like an Adrian Paul decision Yeah, I feel like Adrian Paul is definitely a guy that comes to say, hey, I've got some ideas about this. But, I mean, also, because yeah. he's done so many quickenings, like, he's yeah. got he's to gotta be, like, the one to say, oh, yeah, well, we did one kind of like that, like, two episodes ago. Um, Maybe we could do this instead. I think that's, yeah. I think that makes yeah. sense. And I think that there's a lot of, like, where, you know, they they probably determine, like, what things are going to blow up, mm-hmm. but he determines, like, ha- his personal movements within this, I think. Yeah. But who knows? Um, I just think Adrian Paul is someone who, after, uh, into season two, probably has more input than originally yeah. thought. And he seems like, he seems like he, that's what he enjoys, too. Yeah. Yeah. And he's so physical. Yeah. He's, like, such a physical actor that... The fact that he can do so much stuff, like, he wants to use that. 
Yeah. Um, and I'm sure they're like loving that, like to be able to to do all that. Um, I'm still impressed how far he can lean back in these quickenings. Same thing when Richie had the quickening and like yeah. laid all the way back. I'm like, good on you. That's difficult. Seriously. <laughs> That's my knees hurt looking at that. <laughs> um, all right. So after the quickening, just a walk in the park with with Mr. Mr. Duncan McLeod uh, coming up on Renee here. So she's gonna leave. Um because his hair's Dun- because his hair's down and it's, it's it is, it it's is. And you can see that he must have had his hair back at one point because it's all like dented in the mm-hmm. where he would normally have his hair. So I'm like, did he have a couple scenes where or a couple takes where his hair was back? Because <laughs> that would have been better. Where are all the close-ups? Everyone they were so close up for this conversation. Yeah. Both I guess them. they want us to feel like they felt. <laughs> I mean, I guess. Um, so he asks if she'll be back in Paris at any point. And he, she says, does it matter? I mean, uh, and she's just, she's really fumbling over her words. And she just wants to, like, basically say she likes him. And I don't know what the hell the problem is. Yeah, like, <laughs> I don't, uh, because, like, this conversation, w- what's going on? Like, yeah, you guys have, I, I feel like we're you've past already this. kissed. Yeah. You've already both said you guys want to kiss each other and then you have already kissed each other. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm not sure. It's a very bizarre thing. And also again, like, this is going back to my original note, which was, oh, I like how forward she is. This is, like, completely opposite of the character we met in the first 10 minutes of this episode yeah it's a very bizarre um so she says why haven't you come on to me yet and i'm like what do you mean he, he kissed you and he almost kissed you before if joe didn't cock block mm. true love <laughs> um so i don't understand yeah, what you're saying it's very weird and then he pulls her in and kisses her and she says well i guess that answers my question um, and then, you know, they say, well, I'll see you around. And then, like, he, like, bench dips her <laughs> and kisses her again. Yeah. And, <laughs> Super extra. And is he going to see her around? I don't know. It's going to be a while. So <laughs> you're also going to be in different countries, at least. for so, the. Also, why is Duncan still in Paris? Like, what's he thinks it's done? Like, right? It is. But I have a feeling. Actually, I, I think it's more about Tessa. I think that this is like a city that means something sentimentally to him. So I think he's going to stick around a little bit. Like, I could, I could see... I mean, what what is he rushing back to? Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, somebody's got to run that dojo. Like, uh, I mean, I know they've got a lot of rebuilding to do, but, like, Charlie also can't run a dojo No, right he now. ran it into the ground before as well when he was healthy. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm like, was he? Is he gonna? Is he gonna help train people? I don't think so. Like, sorry, he's not capable of doing that right now. <laughs> he's not. He's not capable of doing it at any point, and he's definitely not capable now. And he can't get his hands on that money in the bank. <laughs> I, so weird. There's money in the like. Oh, do you have a checkbook for it? Can I? Can I have it? Like. <laughs> uh, so she walks away. Duncan is just there, chilling, thinking to himself. I'm glad I killed all of my enemies. Yeah. I pan over to the little gnome in the woods. (laughs) And we hear like a, is he a manimal? (laughs) Like, because we hear like a fucking growl. 
He might be. That's why it's hard oh. to kill him. Or what if, like, we, okay, we see him, um, but then, like, what we don't see is right after this, he's attacked by a bobcat and killed. <laughs> I'd be okay with that. Yeah. If that's what took him out. Next episode that would starts be hilarious. with, wow, I thought he was dead, but then that bobcat got him. Lucky for me. <laughs> it's a real Rasputin situation. Is that what they're trying to do? It's like, Oof. like, this, uh, <laughs> like these tales of this guy they keep trying to kill. Seriously. <laughs> or, or what, um, if it's his, what if it's his twin brother? <laughs> oh god! Be, okay, if they go full soap opera and it's and it's Horton's brother, ah, oh, that would be good. It's just, it's too much, guys. Even for this show, it's too much. No, if it's if it's if it's a twin brother, then I'm down. <laughs> like, let it be a twin. Okay, twin brother that's an immortal. Okay, but that but that's the thing. It's like this guy was so. Well, I'm gonna just say it's Horton. Yeah. But say it's a twin brother. But like, he's so close to Duncan right now. Yeah. Definitely closer yeah. than him and Xavier were earlier. So I just I don't get it. I don't get it. What, what I don't if, like what it. If, what if that manimal sound was 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 what his buzz <laughs> sounds like? <laughs> oh my god, I wish. I wish. <laughs> Um, all right. So that was the uh, part two. That was the part two, guys. Yeah. It, I feel, again, I I think it was, it, it. it's only a part one and part two because of the time and like, because it was 1994 and they didn't have as much continuity. Because <laughs> like, I think in today's world, I don't think this would have been a part one and part two. I think this just would have been two episodes of a show. Mm-hmm. Um, best dress, worst dress. Oof. <sighs> I'm going to have to say... I can't get past what Renee was wearing at the beginning. <laughs> that sheer top. Oh, yeah, that was... Underneath the red jacket, that that was her work wear. Mm-hmm. That was her work... That was her professional clothing. Mm-hmm. I mean, Duncan wore that, like, you know, the, the, cut, the cut down shirt, which is terrible, too, but... I just can't get past that was like the goth 90s yeah was it was just no good so that's why I'm saying is worse no I, I agree with that that makes sense best dress um I liked her I liked her outfit when she was meeting with the yeah. with the very French man um, <laughs> I like that yeah that was good I love all I love all the turtlenecks and jackets of course I mean, I was not, not that this is best dressed at all, but I will say I was proud of Charlie for not wearing a sweatshirt. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Uh, most improved so I just goes to say Charlie. Good on him. Yeah. Most improved goes to Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> um, was Xavier, you know, sometimes Xavier wears some nice stuff. Was he wearing anything that was, I don't think he stood, wore anything that like stood out. No. I mean, I'm okay with going with her outfit and she could have best dress and worst dress. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> All right. Who won and who lost? Um, well, we won and lost because we got to see Tessa and then lost her again. Um, (laughs) yeah, they just opened that fucking wound. Why? God, I love her. Um, who won, who lost? I think, uh, well, uh, Joe won. Um, he's got his man back. (laughs) That, that, that feeling they share. That feeling they share. It's rekindled, so. I was gonna say Horton won because that guy just doesn't die. But I hate it so much. I, I hate I mean, it. So I don't want him to win. No, so. but, but like Fuck he that. just keeps failing. <laughs> like he, like all he wants to do is kill Duncan, and he just can't pull it off for some reason. So maybe he lost then. He yeah. just he's maybe uh maybe that's why he can't die. He can't die till he kills Duncan. It's like some weird gypsy curse. Mm. <laughs> well, it's the '90s, right? Yeah. It makes so sense. that's makes the sense. thing. For <laughs> that's what I. So either it's a twin brother or it's a '90s gypsy curse. Are a robot. 
or a robot. I I really would love if it's a robot, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> I the, everything would be forgiven. <laughs> um. So yeah, I'm saying he, he lost. Okay. All right, Brad. Tell me what is happening next. So episode. next week, well, next week may not be a robot or a werewolf, but it is episode 16, The Vampire. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I've been seeing the name of this episode, and I'm like, what the hell? I know. <clears throat> McLeod comes up against Nicholas Ward, an immortal who conceals his murders by disguising them as popular hysterias. <laughs> Amazing. In the 1840s, Ward created a vampire myth in order to conceal the true motive behind the killing the owner of a business he wanted. Um, so it sounds like we're going to be a lot in the flashback time. Okay. That sounds good. Oh, okay. uh, wait. Uh, Mac and Joe team up to discover what Ward is up to to protect a young woman. I like that. Oh. I like it. They're teaming up and falling in love. <laughs> and just so we are all on the same page here, uh, we don't have Charlie even listed as credit only next week. Whoa. Yeah. Hmm. So I find that weird. But I think... Uh, let me... Ah, ah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't easily know where it is on my list, but um, I'd have to look real quick. But um, I want to say next week is the start of the um, new credits, different credits. Oh, okay. I, I think it's episode 16 where we get um, new credits. So... I just, I'm not easily finding it. Oh, here we go. Here's the list of the credits thing. Uh, let's see. Season 2, 5 through 15. And then, yeah, uh, 16, 16 through 22 is new credits. Yeah. So um, I don't know if that means Charlie's out, but it does mean that we're going to get some additional clips starting next uh next episode so that's always fun nice 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 all right um i won't read the imdb one because you've already read yours and that's good enough for me uh so hopefully claire will get past her coughing fits so she can join us Indeed. about to talk about vampires and i'm really intrigued by this idea that he like just either starts or conceals his murders in like these hysterias because yeah. that could go in a million different directions and I love it. Oh, so. by the way, Claire uh, gave this a low beef rating and yeah, quickening 7 that. out of 10. Mm, I think that quickening was better than 7 yeah, out of 10. I think so too. I don't know if it was the best one because we did have like the paint cans exploding yeah, paint and cans stuff is, recently. Was a goodie. Paint cans exploding and my my personal favorite is the potted plants explo- exploding in front of that nice house. Because yeah. <laughs> that just, they were just such large potted plants. And there was also explode. the one where Duncan yelled, come. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like we've just had some really great, like uh, those are 10 out of 10. Yeah. But this, I, I feel like this is like an eight, eight and a half. Yeah, definitely. I feel like seven is too low. Um, all right. Well, then that's it, guys. We're out of here. Bye. Goodbye. Thanks for listening. If you want to send us feedback, you can contact us via notscott at reactionary-sass.com on facebook.com slash groups slash notscott and at notquitescott on Twitter. Call the Sass line 321-710-4947. Our other podcast and individual social media accounts can be found at reactionary-sass.com. And most of all, I'd like to thank the mayor of Whoville. 
who believed in me from the beginning. Oh, Horton. We're going to miss you. <laughs> what are we going to do without you, Horton? Ah, uh, don't worry. I'll always be around. And even as I wander, I'm keeping you in sight. You're a candle in the window on a cold, dark winter's night. Beautiful metaphor. And I'm getting closer than I ever thought I might. Oh, that's a little high for me. Baby, I can't fight this feeling anymore. I've forgotten you what I started fighting for. Upon your floor, come crashing through your door. Crashing through your door, baby. And so, all ended well for both Horton and Hoos, and for all in the jungle, even kangaroos. So let that be a lesson to one and to all. A person's a person, no matter how small. <laughs>